If God is able, we are able. Welcome to the podcast from One Cause Church. A wife who became a mother and who carried three children. And I learned some lessons in that time by watching her life and realized that there are, there are things that we can all learn in that process of expectation. How many of you are expecting something different than what you are experiencing right now? Maybe it's, maybe it's something concerning your job or even a relationship, your, your finances, maybe your health. You're, you've got an expectation for something greater, something better. Uh, maybe it's a, a launching into ministry, starting your business, whatever it might be. We're all looking forward, and God has, God has given us that, that um, instinct, if you would, that characteristic, it's his characteristic. We, made, we were made in his image. And the scripture says, without vision, the people perish. But if, if you look that up in the original, in the Hebrew uh, context, it actually means without progressive vision. So God's vision is always ch- changing, as in getting bigger and progressing. And so Jesus said, I will build my church. That is a progressing vision, one that continues to expand and increase and And so that's in our DNA as the children of God. And I want to talk to you about just a few things that we can learn from motherhood in the process of expectation. Number one, she exhibits a change in appetite. Number two, she expands. Number three, she makes preparation. Or number four, she stays informed on the development. Number five, she labors. Number six, she gives birth. Romans chapter 8 and verse 25 says this, but if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. The message translation says, but the longer we wait, the larger we become and the more joyful our expectancy. Father, thank you for these next few moments in this place, in this house with your people, God who are the body of Christ. What a privilege it is, week in and week out, to deliver your message to the hearers, God, and to see their lives grow, and to see, Lord, your people living in the realities of your promises. I thank you, Lord, for your word, and we give attention to it now. We open our ears to hear you and our hearts to receive the seed of your word, as your word is a seed, and as it's scattered today, Lord, upon the hearts of your people, that it will take deep root into their lives and produce the kind of life that you came to give us, abundant life, life to the full. We know, God, that your word says that we shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Your word is life to those who find it, and it is health to all of their flesh. And we look to your word and we receive it and its impact in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to somebody next to you and say, you look ravishing today. Number one. Number one, in the process of expectation, a woman goes through an interesting phase called the change of appetite, where what normally you would not combine in food groups She craves those kinds of things. You know, the classic pickle and ice cream combination. I know Heather had uh, various change in appetite. One of the things that I was a little disappointed in was that she lost her appetite for pizza. I mean, that's a bummer. 
you know? <laughs> Who doesn't like pizza? And we can thank our son for that one. That was our, her third pregnancy where she lost her desire for pizza and hasn't really gained it back yet. But um, I, I was looking, uh, according to gurgle.com, uh, the top 10 most common strange pregnancy cravings. Number one is ice. I don't know how uncommon that is, but two, coal. Where do you go get coal? <laughs> Number three, toothpaste. Number four, sponges. Number five, mud or dirt. My wife craved that. Not only did she crave it, she ate it. <laughs> in her first pregnancy, she's scooping down in a yard. We were just leaving a friend's house playing some board games that night, and I get in the car, and I realize she hasn't gotten in. I look out the door, and she's crouched down in their yard, picking up dirt, licking it. Oh, this, whoa, this is, this is unexpected. Why can't you just go with the pickles and ice cream? And she said, this tastes so good. And she's eating this dirt. It was the weirdest thing. So we went to the doctor and asked him about this. And he said, oh, no, that's normal. Normal? No, eating dirt is not normal. There was obviously something there you, you needed, some mineral or whatever. Yeah, but I, I hate to think about all the cats and dogs that did their business there. You're a little bit more than you bargained for. Number six, chalk. Did you, did you crave any of these? Chalk? Dirt. Dirt. Same with you. Number seven, laundry soap. Eight, matches. Number nine, starch. Number 10, rubber. Ooh. So uh, if your wife becomes expectant and you come outside one day and she's gnawing on the car tire, just understand <laughs> it's normal. All right. Whatever you're in, ex in expectation for today, whatever that dream in your heart is, whatever that focus of your desire is, the scripture says that we hope for things that we do not see and we eagerly wait for it with perseverance or with endurance. Whatever that might look like in your life, you're going to find that you're gonna, you'll experience a change in your appetite as you set your mind on those things that are forward. What you've once craved before, you'll find will no longer satisfy you because you understand there's more. There's something new to experience. Your expectation is changing your appetite. It's pulling you into, the, into itself. Hallelujah. And change is taking place. It's part of the process of expectation. And let me just say this. Your expectation is known by the words that come from your mouth. We all understand that the power of our words and that they, as you speak your words, you are producing building material for the atmosphere of your life. Your life follows that which comes out of your mouth. That's why it's important to get the right kind of words in your life so you can live the right kind of life. Amen? When you, when you speak your hope out, when you speak your expectation, your appetite begins to crave that very thing. You're hungry for new things. Your words are, are better, stronger than just a mere wish, just a mere crossing of the fingers. No, no, no. Your words, they are the seeds that produce the fruit of your hope. 
Amen. Hebrews chapter 10 says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope or our confident expectation without wavering. Why? Because he who promised is faithful. Amen. This is why we have this partnership with God who takes us into a realm that we cannot conjure up ourselves, that we cannot produce in and of our own strength, but we have hope in him that he can cause us to live a life that can only be known in partnership with him where he puts his super on our natural and causes us to live the supernatural experience. Amen. The n- number two thought in this, in this process of expectation, besides a change in appetite, is that she expands. Yeah, you don't see it for a while because there are things going on on the inside for quite a while before she starts, as we call it, showing. Things are happening as that baby is growing The womb is expanding and then other things on the inside, other parts of the body are having to shift to make way for this expansion. It always happens. It always happens on the inside first. Faith begins at the heart. For with the heart, one believes under righteousness. It starts here, but then over time, it expands. I was amazed to see my wife and her little frame expand to the measure that she did. Still baffled by it. Look back at pictures and go, my goodness. How she... Okay, I'll move forward. I'll move forward. But she was designed for that. She was built for that. Built to expand. Built to cultivate a life on the inside. As you read the Word of God and give attention to it and spend time in prayer, spend time, invest in that relationship, you're going to begin to increase, but it's going to all start in the spirit, in the inner man. And then over time, others are going to take notice of what's going on in your life. They'll see the expansion. They'll see the change of attitude. They'll see that your perspective has changed. You've bettered yourself. Why? Because it started here long before it showed on the outside. You know, <clears throat> it's why we need to say what the Word of God says. It's why, it's why it's so important for us to do that. So that we, Because the Scripture says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Amen. It's what brings you into that wonderful reality of your expectation Known. Understand that this is part of the process. So even if you don't see with your own eyes, or if you do, you don't, don't focus on what you do or don't see, I should say, with your own eyes. The scripture says we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Amen. We have, in other words, we have God's perspective on our life because the things that are seen are temporary. They're subject to change. But that word that is in us, that expectation is alive and real and begins to pull us into expansion. Hallelujah. We eagerly wait for our hope with perseverance. Number three uh, uh, thought in this process, one, another thing I observed was that she makes preparation. Heather was really good about preparing for our children, especially the first one. There's a lot more attention given to the first one and a lot of overreacting usually in the first. And then once you get that part down, then the other two, are, yeah, okay, it's a little easier. But she prepared. I remember us going and getting the crib and the matching uh, 
Changing table, yeah. She had to have this certain look. And then we had to go get this whole Noah's, was it Noah's Ark? It was Noah's Ark theme, wasn't it? Something like that. Anyway, uh, the, and all of that had to be thought out and, and put in place. And, and, uh, and do y'all remember those diaper genies? Worst invention ever. Worst invention. Supposedly, they had this contraption, this plastic contraption that had this long plastic bag in it so you could drop a diaper in there and then you, you could twist and you kind of tie off that piece of plastic, but then it's ready for the next soiled diaper to go on top of that. And then you could twist it. I don't know what they were thinking or why they didn't really test this thing out very well, but it didn't work. I'm just saying, it just did not keep the smell out. <laughs> we had one of those, though, to start, because that was the new thing, the, the diaper genie. But diapers, man, did we ever buy diapers. Long before that baby ever showed up, man, we were stocked up on diapers. And then once we found out that we were having a girl, well, then it was time to shop for clothes. We hadn't seen this kid. We had no idea what she was going to look like, but we knew she was a girl. And so she was going to have to have something pink, something flowery. And so we had to figure out what she was going to wear home, had to have the outfit for coming home from the hospital, had to have the outfit for her first appearance in church. All kinds of things laid out and prepared for this child who was yet seen, but merely expected. This time of preparation is a time called nesting. You know, when you are waiting for that hope to be known in your life, make preparations for what's coming. In other words, do what you can do while you are where you are. All right? It's, it's that simple. Sometimes we we lose sight of the power of the process so that we can hurry up and get to the finished product. But I want to encourage you that he who began the work in you will be faithful to complete it and he will be with you through every step of the process. He's just as much in that process of expectation as he is in your expected end. Amen? So know that God's with you every step of the way and learn from that step after step after step, and make preparations. Now, you might not know all about it. You might know, not know what you need to do, but here's the thing. Go to God. Ask Him. Ask Him to give you wisdom. He's, the Scripture says He gives it liberally to those who ask. Just go to Him and say, Father, show me. What, what do I need to do? What, what can I do to prepare? And Do what you can in the natural while you understand that God is with you fully and believe that He will help you. And sometimes, because sometimes we can limit our own expectation because we're simply unprepared for it. I learned this by being John Holler's son, especially in the ministry. When he, um, years ago, when I, I was in music ministry and uh, loved that part of learning all that in ministry. And, and then my dad moved out to the Dallas area and was teaching at Christ for the Nations. And, and so I was working for these other pastors at the time and then in 2003, we moved here, and I, I began this desire to preach. I hadn't preached a whole lot, but I, I felt like I, that's what I wanted to do. And, and when we came here, then that, that desire really heightened in my life. And I remember sitting on the front row when we were downtown, uh, when we were Cornerstone downtown, and I was sitting on the front row, and I hadn't been in the church, I don't know, very long at all. And my dad's preaching, or, or he's... Uh, or he's kind of conducting the services before he got to the sermon. He's, and he said, Eric's coming now to receive this morning's tithes and offerings. <laughs> Eric wasn't ready. Eric wasn't expecting that. 
I sat there traumatized by that moment, and yet I knew I had to do something. So I walked up to the pulpit, and God knows what that sounded like up there. I don't know. But I remember thinking, I will never be unprepared again. If I'm going to expect to do this, and I better be ready any and every moment for it to happen. You know what I found along the way? The more I prepared, the more opportunities I had to preach. Now I have opportunities to preach all the time. I'm grateful for it. But the cool thing about where I am now is now I get to help other young guys in the same way. Jeremiah Land just experienced that this morning to receive this morning's offering. God bless him for that. He learned to be ready. (laughs) But part of your preparation, ladies and gentlemen, is to see and to seize the opportunities that will bring you closer to it. See and to seize. Look up. Don't limit yourself by not being prepared. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, we see about Noah, by faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household. And I think we're all grateful for that today, aren't we? Aren't you grateful that Noah was prepared? He didn't know what what a flood was. He didn't know what rain was for Pete's sake but in expectation because God said that's what was going to happen. And so possibly up to 100 years, more than likely if you read the Bible's timeline, it took Noah probably 50 to 75 years to actually construct this ark. Either way, that's a long time to prepare for something that you've never seen before. And yet Noah did exactly what it needed to do to save him and his family and the animal kingdom. The preparation time, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Proverbs chapter 16 verse 9 says this, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. This is where you're in partnership with God, that you do and you're faithful to do what you do right now where you are, all right? To be faithful in your task, faithful in your lifestyle, and believe God is taking you where you need to go. Believe that he's ordering your steps as you plan your way, all right? Number four, uh, we had lots of doctor's visits. Uh, She stays informed of the development. We go to the doctor and they would do that sonogram thing where they're able to look inside the womb and see the baby or the kidney bean, as I called it. That's the shape it was for a long time. It's amazing to see that thing turn into a baby. But they listen to the heartbeat, do measurements on the head and all those. You know what I'm talking about, right? And the chest and all those things to make sure that the baby's growing in the proper way. And they're also checking in on mom and taking blood and, and doing blood pressure, checking her blood pressure and all those things. But we constantly were checking in on the development, staying informed on the process. I want to encourage you, take regular inventory of where you are and how things are developing concerning your, that thing which you're expecting, concerning your hope that lies ahead. Spend time praying. Talk to the Lord. Like I said, he will help you. He will guide you. He's a revealer. Amen? He's a revealer. And, and he'll guide you along the way. If, if we wanted, if God was to just give you the entire plan and how it all is supposed to be in, in one, if you knew all about it because he just told you everything, well, what would be the need for going back for further instructions, all right? No, he feeds you along the way. He guides you along the way so that you'll continue to come back to him and get more information for where you're going, 
all right? And, and this, this is how you grow in that wonderful, glorious relationship. And the scripture says he's a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. Amen. Check your time. Check your time. What is going on in your day that is there time spent, is there attention given to the details of the, where you want to go? Or are all these days just kind of running away from you and you're just hoping it all works out in the end? All right? Be a good management of your time. Maybe you have to budget your money, you know, uh, for, to, to go where you want to go. Not one amen. Anytime we talk about budgeting or money management, it's not shouting ground. And also, take careful inspection of your relationships. Who has come into your life recently and why are they there? What is God showing you? Maybe this is the connection that's going to take you the next step. Stay informed of the development. Next, number five, she labors. This is the lady's favorite part of the whole process, right? Just before that expected child is born, there is labor. This is a very critical moment for both mother and child. Matter of fact, we have a mother here today who any minute could go into labor. She's, I'm not going to embarrass her. She's a, it's her first service here with us. But I kind of panicked a little bit when, when uh, Tommy, who told me that she brought her friend, she says, now, we, we seem to be ready because she's due any moment. I'm, well, wow, have I got the message for her today? Huh. But that it, labor can be difficult. My own mother reminds me that she was 40 hours in labor with me. Started off difficult and haven't changed. But Heather, Heather was smooth at it. I mean, she could, she could give birth, man. We went in... At like 10 o'clock on May 6, 1996. And they were going to induce, do all that kind of stuff, whatever that all is. And when the doctor came and checked on her, we got her, they got her all plugged up, plugged into whatever, and <laughs> plugged into the right kind of stuff. So the monitor was running and you know, keeping mother's heartbeat and baby's heartbeat. We're measuring that. And the doctor said, I'll see you tomorrow morning. And she said, no, 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 no. You'll see me tonight. Well, she won the argument. That's right. At 3.43 a.m., Maddie Claire decided to show up and woke the doctor up to get him there to deliver that baby. But the thing that was difficult for Heather was, uh, you know what an epidural is, right? Mm-hmm. Where they have that needle. It's about that long and they... Put it in her back, and I'm glad I never saw that happen. I think I probably just punched the doctor out if I would have seen him put that needle in her back like that. But she was so far in her labor that the epidural didn't have time to kick in by the time she had Maddie. So she felt really good after it was all said and done. So that night was difficult for me that I had to endure. The kind of criticism, because no matter what I said or did, it was the wrong thing at the wrong time. And she was so irritable 
I'm just saying that's how it was. She's not like that anymore. But at that moment, it's like she changed, right? And I knew she loved me, but I had my doubts right here on this night. I thought, man. All, it's like, if any nerve that I could hit, I was hitting it. And I was, I mean, I'm laying, I'm sitting, you need anything, baby? Don't touch me. Can I get you some? I don't want any more ice chips. Okay, I'll just go over here. Why are you going all the way over there? Come back over. I mean, it was like, God, you got to help me. I need wisdom from heaven right now. So I was being, being as good as I could be. But that difficulty and that irritability was there. I, I want to encourage you today. When, when you are coming to that place, that, that expected in, that promise obtained in your life, that it seems just before that happens, there's a frustration that sets in and there's an irritability in you. And you find yourself going, why? Why am I feeling this way? Why, why does everything seem to be going wrong right now? Why, what's the problem? Hey, listen, you're closer than you think you are. That's not time to throw in the towel. That's not time to give up. Know that he's faithful who promised it to you. All right? You're just in labor. Just push through. Stand strong. Continue to say what God has said. Stand your ground. Believe him. Confess your hope because he's watching over that hope. Hallelujah. He's watching over that word to perform it. God is at the end of the day on your side and he loves you with an everlasting love Preston the scripture says don't grow weary in well doing for in due season you will reap if you won't lose heart don't faint now push come on turn to somebody tell them push put the pressure on in faith hallelujah press that faith toward that hope because it's the substance of things that are hoped for it's the evidence of things that are not seen. And the scripture says, it is the victory that overcomes the world. Hallelujah. I love, I love this faith that we can step into because it, it's, people say, take a risk and believe God or whatever. Listen, faith takes all the riskiness out of it. Everything else is a risk. Doubt is risky. Fear is risky. Believing God is your assurance. Amen. It's your knowing that you know even when you don't know. And lastly, she gives birth. That expected child is finally born. Jesus said in John 16, a woman when she is in labor has sorrow because her hour has come. Boy, ain't that the truth. But as soon... <laughs> I'm having so much fun. I love you. I'm having fun now. <laughs> but as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for the joy that a human being has been born into the world. It was an amazing thing to see when they put Maddie Claire in Heather's arms. All of that irritability and all that frustration was gone. All she could do is just, look at her. She looks like Mr. Magoo. Remember that? She did. She looked just like Mr. Magoo. But she was so cute. And we just, ooh, nod over that baby. It's like all of her troubles went away. 
it's like she completely forgot about the last few hours. I didn't forget, but she <laughs> forgot about the, the last few hours that took place of trouble and frustration and all that. It just was washed away. And the joy of this child just completely overshadowed any of that trouble. It's true. I know it's true because we have another one to follow, and then we had another one to follow, so obviously the joy far outweighed the pain. Amen. And if we could do it again, we wouldn't. Because <laughs> three's enough. What a promise. The scripture says that our Father has given us richly all things to enjoy. Paul said, Paul said, our light affliction. Think about the Apostle Paul said, our light affliction can't even compare to the eternal weight of glory which is coming. Our light affliction, if you ever read about what Paul endured, I'd have to say his light affliction and my light affliction are two different afflictions. We just have it on a t-shirt now. He was living it. He was li- I mean, this guy was beat to pieces. He was beat three different times with a Roman whipping. Jesus endured that once. Paul was beat five times with rods. He was shipwrecked twice. He, he was stoned to death one time. He said, he talked about all these things that he went through. He's, and then one of the things he said, in deaths often. Often? You die often? Yeah. Body just give out. And the Lord said, no, you're not done yet. The things that, besides all the, the, the robberies and, and the hunger and, and the weight of the church upon his shoulders, and he says, our light affliction doesn't even compare to the eternal weight of glory. Hallelujah. Though weeping may be for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the scripture says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yes. Hold on to that hope. Hold on to your expectation. This isn't just a roll of the dice. No, this is a life lived with God. A God who not only makes promises, but he keeps those promises. Yes. And he longs to show you all of his good things. It's his good pleasure, the scripture says, to give you the kingdom. And Jesus said it like this. Whatever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. The process of expectation means that there will be a change in appetite. There will be expansion. Make preparation. Stay informed about the development Push through and see your promise birthed. See your hope manifested. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Do we have, I want to I just uh, end with this very inspiring video. You, you guys know who, um, how many of you like, watch basketball, watch, watch the NBA? Some of you who are up on sports understand that Kevin Durant, uh, who plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder, became uh, just became the, the league MVP, had a, has had a marvelous year in basketball. 
And this is part of his acceptance speech. And I just thought it was right that we play part of this for today being Mother's Day. One of the best memories I had is when we moved into our, our first apartment. No, no bed, no furniture. And we just all sat in, in the living room and just hugged each other. Because we, that's what we, we thought we made it. And when, you, when something good happens to you, I don't know about you guys, but I tend to look back to what brought me here. And you wake me up in the middle of the night in the summer times, making me run up a hill, making me do push-ups, screaming at me from the sideline of my games at eight or nine years old. We wasn't supposed to be here. You made us believe. You kept us off the street, put clothes on our backs, food on the table. When you didn't eat, you made sure we ate. You went to sleep hungry. You sacrificed for us. You the real MVP. <laughs> Come on, can we give our moms a big hand here today? Huh? God bless you. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Be good to mom today, at least today. Huh? Amen. Give her a break. Hallelujah. Let's stand together. Father, thank you for this time in your presence. God, thank you for this wonderful church, this wonderful body of believers. Lord, I know that there are some here who have a hope in their heart. And I pray, God, as the scripture says, that they would become prisoners of hope that they would lock themselves in hope and throw away the key. And I thank you, Father God, that their hopes, their hopes, God, are real. And faith is that substance of that which is hoped for. And it is the evidence. And as they believe God and press forward, God, wherever they are in that process of expectation, I pray, God, that you would bless them and give them wisdom for where they are. God, that they would, they would not be distracted they would not be dissuaded or persuaded by that which is on the outside. But Lord, that which is in the inner man, that which is connected to God Almighty, so that they can see, God, the reality of their hope, to hold on to hope, to believe you no matter what, God. Understanding that troubles come, but they go too. They're temporary. But God, your promise is eternal. And I thank you that you give them the desires of their heart. Lord, that there, any bit of discouragement, Lord, would be washed away by your peace and your grace. That today, God, they would lift their eyes yet again. Maybe some who came here downcast today, disappointed and frustrated, would lift their eyes again and look to the one who is the author and the finisher of their faith. We thank you for the surety that we have the confidence that we have. As your scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Thank you for that. That you love us so much, God. And you long to fulfill the desires of our hearts. You long to see us living in the realities of your promises. You long to see us living in our hope. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing upon your people. And especially these mothers today, God who are such an example of someone who doesn't lose hope, who keeps continuing to tell the child, get up, do it again, 
You can make it. You can do it. I love you. I'm with you. I thank you, God, for that. Thank you, Lord. You are good, and you do good always. And we thank you and praise you today in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We would like to invite you to one of our service times in either McKinney or Dallas. Sunday mornings in McKinney at 9.30 and 11, and Wednesday evenings at 7, and in Dallas, 10.30 Sunday mornings, and our 1 o'clock One Cause Dallas Espanol service. You can find out more information about our church at onecausechurch.com. If you'd like to partner with our ministry, There is also a link on the front page of our website.